Baruch Hashem, that I have this chus, having my father's all gesundsein join us here today. We've had a hard, uh, difficult journey, and uh, Baruch Hashem, the Rebbeinu Shalom has performed miracles, and Halavai, my father should continue to get stronger and stronger, and he should have gesund and nachas until 120 years. Gemara in Rosh Hashanah and Avtezayin Amin Aleph asks a question about the mitzvah of Tkiyah Shefer. Lama Taikin B'Shefer Shal Ayah. Of all of the different types of Shefers that we could have used as an instrument for the Chetzer Shal Mitzvah on Rosh Hashanah, the Torah has mitzvah us to use a Shefer Shal Ayah. And the Gemara says that the reason that we use a ram's horn, the Rabbi Shalom says, I want you to use Dafka this Shaifer Shal Ayo, so that I can remind myself of the Akedas Yitzchak. And when I hear the Shefer Shal Ayo, which is reminiscent of the Akeva. We know, of course, that Abraham wanted to be Makir Yitzchak on the Akeva, and a Malach came down and stopped him, and Abraham Avinu did not just end the parsha with that, but he went and was Makir of an Ayo Tachas Yitzchak. And so the Ayo represents its Murah of his son, and when Al-Kadosh Baruch Hu hears the Shefer Shal Ayo, it reminds him of that great event, of that great schus of Akedas Yitzchak, and he considers it as if we ourselves were makriv ourselves on the Akedah, just like Yitzchak. So great is the schus Akedah that until today the Rebbeinu Shalom still thinks so lovingly about it. He was still, he still cherishes it so to the degree that he wants to hear the Shefer Shal Ayot to remind him of how much love went into that mice of Mesiris Nefesh. Rashi says on the word, Avram Avinu took a knife to Shech Yitzchak. Rashi says that Lashna Ma'cheles, an unusual term to use for a knife, say Vayikach Esasakin, Macheles, Rashi brings up shot that Adayin Yisrael Eicheles Matan Schara. Kla Yisrael until today still nashes Macheles. We still eat from the Schus That's how all encompassing, all important was the seminal event of the Akedas Yitzchak and the Rabbi Shalom remembers it so fondly and he wants us every year to come and use an Akedah, a Shefer Shalayo, and with that, remember the Akedah, and that will be his chus for us, and the Gemara says, not that it should just be his chus for us, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu will consider it as if we ourselves were Ne'akad al-Gabi HaMizbeach. If you look in the Chinuch, in Mitzvah Shin Lam and Aleph, the Chinuch writes in the Mitzvah of Tkiyah Shefer and Rosh Hashanah 
l'kvaya machshavtenu al inyan akedas yitzchak. When we blow a shofar, says the Chinuch, we're supposed to be kaveya established in our minds. Akedas yitzchak, unitzayer binavshenu, and we are supposed to imagine laseis gam anu kamayu that we too should follow suit, just like Yitzchak was aked himself on the Akedah, he tied himself up willingly on the Akedah to be slaughtered. Mitach Abbas Hashem. Umitach Kach Yale Zechreinenot Hashem So the Chinach seems to be addressing this Gemara that we just quoted in Rosh Hashanah, and the Chinach says that the reason for Tia is that we should be able ourselves, not just that the Rabbeinu Shleilam should remember the Akedah, but when we hear the Tzkiah Shefer, we should remember the Akedah, and we should imagine in our minds, says the Chinuch, Unitzayir b'nafshenu la'asayiz kam anu kamayu la'avas Hashem. Which means that when a person hears the sound of the Shefer, he should have, according to the Chinuch, Rosadjagan gives a whole list of many kabanas for the Shefer. The most simple kabbana that we should be thinking about when we're listening to the Tkia Shaifer is that we should be yait say the mitzvah of Tkia Shaifer. That's the most basic. Don't start thinking about anything fancy if you don't think about the basic mitzvah of Tkia Shaifer. I think once uh, the, the Baltekeya and Tervadas once went over to Rapam before the Tkias and says, maybe the Rashiva can give me some kabbanas, you know, to have while I'm blowing the Shaifer. What kabbana? Give me some hecher kabbana, some maybe some capitalistic things to think about, something really, you know, mystical and very elevated, lofty ideas while I'm blowing the shaifer. So Rapam says, you want to hear the best kavana when you're blowing the shaifer? He says, yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, come close, I'll tell you a secret. He says, you should be mechavin, to be yaitse, and to be maitse the eilam in the midst of kia shaifer midar that's, that's the basic kavana. Before we get anything fancy, you have to know what the ikr kavana is. When you're listening to a shaifer, you should be having in mind that your Yaitzeh, you're trying to be Makayim, the mitzvah of Tkir Shefer. But the Chinuch adds that we should imagine in our minds as we're listening to the Tkir Shefer, Unitzayer b'nafshenu. If it's possible, says the Chinuch, try to think about it for a minute as if you yourself were Yitzchak. As if you were being put down on the Akedah ready to shecht your life la'avas Hashem now, I don't know about you but to me that's a very very difficult thing to do we're not holding by such madrigas how could a person really expect to think to Messiah in our minds on Rosh Hashanah that we're mamish about to die on Kiddush Hashem maybe it should be to look in the Mishnabura by Kriya Shema, one of the kavanas we're supposed to have when we say Kriya Shema is we're supposed to have in mind to be Meiser, Nefesh, Al-Kiddush Hashem to be Nerag, Al-Kiddush Hashem A Yid has to always have these things in mind fortunately or unfortunately but that's the experience of a Jew especially in Dallas we are often put to the test and how many millions of Yidin died Al-Kiddush Hashem while they're saying Shema but on Rosh Hashanah, as we're standing in Yeshiva davening, how easy is it for us to do this? Is it really expected of us in America circa 2011 
to think about the ability for ourselves to be able to be nimsar, our nefesh, our kiddush Hashem, to be nitzayir ba'atzmeinu, to be nitzayir b'nafsheinu. This Indian it's a very high bar I think that the Chinuch is expecting us to reach I'd like to say a different shot in what the Chinuch means that maybe make it, makes this whole for a little bit more understandable for us a little bit more palatable and doable We know that on Musaf of Rosh Hashanah we have Malchias, Zechreinus, and Shefers. And amongst the Psukim of Zechreinus is a Pasuk that Klal Yisrael embraced. And Klal Yisrael obviously has a special Chiba for this Pasuk because it's made into many songs. When you know a Pasuk is constantly being remixed into another song, another song, another song, obviously there's something special that Klai Yisrael feels about a certain Pasuk. This is a Pasuk in Yermio in Paraklam and Aleph. And it's one of the Pesukim of Zechreinus. The Pasuk says, Habein Yakir li Ephraim. How precious is my son Ephraim. Klai Yisrael is referred to in this Pasuk in Yermio as Ephraim. How precious is this child of mine by the name of Ephraim? The Rabbi Shalom is, is, is speaking so lovingly about Klal Yisrael. Im I take such delight in him. I so delight in this child Ephraim in Klal Yisrael. Even though that I keep talking about him. When you love a child, you're always talking, you're always bragging, you're always invoking his name. Every conversation, whenever you can mention something positive about a child, you will. Whenever you could take a picture out of your wallet and show it to somebody, you will. It's true that I keep talking about it, but that's not enough. I love him so much. I keep thinking about him. I love Klai Yisrael so much, says the Rabbi Yisraelim, that I can't stop thinking about him. I'm obsessed with this precious child, Ephraim. Now why is Klai Yisrael called Ephraim? There's so many other names to call Klai Yisrael. Yehuda. Sometimes we're called after Yosef. Why are we called Ephraim? What's the significance of the, the word Ephraim? And I saw a beautiful Dasakem Mibalitaisis. It's in Bereshis Parak Mem Aleph Pasuk Nun Zayim. And he says that the Lushan of Ephraim is a double Lushan of Ether. Ephraim is double Aleph Peresh. Ether. What is Ether? Ether is ashes. And it represents the Afresh of Avram in Orkastim. Avram Avino wanted to be burned of Kiddush Hashem. And he almost did, but the Rebbein Shalom performed a miracle and saved him. But he was together Ether. 
he is already considered to be ashes. And of course, the Akedas Yitzchak, the Afreshal Yitzchak, Yitzchak as well, is considered already to be Afer in the Olam HaMachshava, even though he wasn't actually Nekad in the end on the Mizbech. He was not burned as the Olam Tamimo that he was destined to be, but the fact that he was designated as such, and he was willing to do so, he is considered as if he was Afer. Habeng Yacherli Ephraim. Ephraim is two Afers. The Afer of Avram Avino by Orkastim and the Afer of Yitzchak by the Akedah. Because of these two episodes of Mesiris Nefesh, because of that, Kla Yisrael is called Ephraim and the Rabbani Shalom loves us. Habein Yaqerli Ephraim. This is one of the major psukim in the Zechreinus of Musaf that we remember how the Rabbani Shalom remembers us. Begether Ephraim. The Mesiris Nefesh and the Ava that we have when we are Mesir Nefesh by Abraham and by Yitzchak. <coughs> Abraham Avinu, it's actually today's Daf Yemi. Abraham Avinu says that I am Afar the Afer. And the Gemara today says that there is Chusim that Abraham Avinu got because he said the word Afar. He said how humble he was. He was Afar and he was Afar. And the Beis HaLevi goes and he says something that's very insightful about the difference between Afar and Afar. Between being dust, dirt, it's Afar with an ayin, and Afar with an aleph, is ashes. What's the difference between Afar and Afar? Zok the Beis HaLevi, there's a very critical difference between the two. Afar is something that has no past it's dirt. It's been dirt since Sheshit Mebrashis. This dirt has been existing here. Nothing has been here. But it has a future. It has no past, but it has a future. It's future. You plant the seed, and suddenly a beautiful tree can grow out of this ground. Flowers, grass. That's the significance of Afar. Afar is something that has no past, but it has a future. Afar, says the Beis HaLevi, is something that had a past. You take something, you take a book, or you take a stender, and you burn it, had a past, but now it has no future anymore. Once it's afer, once it has been made into ashes, there, you can't do anything with it. Nothing can grow from it anymore. It's something which had a past, but it has no future. And Zakta Beis HaLevi, Avraham Avinu was saying, when he said, I'm not afer, he says, I'm nothing. I don't have a past. I'm like Afar and that I don't have a past and don't think that I have a future. I don't have a future either. I'm Afar. I'm Mamish garnished. Nothing. <coughs> and I was thinking that based on this base Halevi, we could understand a little bit about what the significance of Mesiris Nefesh al Kiddush Hashem is. This Afar, this Ephraim. The ability for Abraham and Yitzchak to be Kaveya for all times, that I want to be Meisir Nefesh, Lavas Hashem. What goes through a human being's mind? Imagine for a second, let's be Taka Nitzayer Ben Hashemu. What goes through a person's mind when they are put to the ultimate test? 
when a person is about to be killed on Kiddush Hashem, but not in, perhaps in the sense that I have no choice, but if I have a choice for the Gimel Chamurais, I have a beautiful life, I have a nice house, I have a nice wife, beautiful children, I have a good job. All of a sudden, a guy comes over to me, puts a gun to my head, and says, either you bow down to Abba Dezara, or I'm going to kill you. <coughs> what has to go through a person's mind in order to... Allow himself to die al Kiddush Hashem. Imagine, I mean, this is not something, this is not such a Kiddush. This is something that literally millions of Jews were faced with throughout history. What must go through a person's mind before he says, kill me? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give up my, I'm not going to be Ebed Ebed Desire. You could shoot me, you can kill me, you could burn me, whatever you want to do. I'm not being Ebed Ebed Desire. I'm not gonna do Shri Chastamim. What goes through a yid's mind? A yid has to believe at that moment that he's afer, which means that I might have a past. I might have built a beautiful life for myself. I might have everything that I could possibly ever need, and I might have thought that I have a good future ahead, but I don't have any future left. This is what the Rebbein Shalom wants from me. I will have Eilam Abba, Mirz Hashem, I will have a Lichtig Eilam Abba, I will have a very beautiful Eilam Abba. But as far as this world is concerned, I am saying that there is no future for me in this world. I am stopping the entire life right now. I am together, Efer. I have a past, but I realize in my mind that I have no future here in this world. This is not the real world. I, but everything is going so well for you. But this is what the Rabbi Yishlam wants from me. And if I see now that I have a mitzvah to be Meisr Nefesh, then I have no choice but to say that I have no future in this world. I'm stopping everything. The whole life stops here and I'm willing to die on Kiddush Hashem. <coughs> that must be what a person goes, thinks about as he's about to be put to this test. I am Aether. I have nothing anymore. This is it. The Rebbein Shalom doesn't want me to have a future in this world. I have no future. I have But in this world, there's nothing left. I'm deciding right now that I'm giving up whatever I thought was mine in this world. And I'm saying it's not mine anymore. This is not the real world. Elamhaba is the real world. But in this world, there's no future. This is it. This is the end. There's a fascinating run. The run wrote a safer Drushes Haran. We have 12 long, beautiful drushas. And one of the drushas in the Ran Sefer speaks about the Indian of why it doesn't mention anywhere in the Torah, Elam Haba. Did it ever bother anybody, you know, if we're working our whole life to get a little bit of Elam Haba, wouldn't it have been nice to have the Torah mentioned a little a thing or two about it? Tell us about how Chazal speak about it, about what it looks like, what we have to look forward to. But the Torah... The Torah makes no mention of anything about Eilam Habo. There's Gemaras and Chelek, which shows that there are Ramazim, Tchias HaMesim, Eilam Habo. But in terms of actually telling us black and white that there is an Eilam Habo, the Torah doesn't say it anywhere. Why not? So the Ran says a very 
Very important, you said. He says that we learn it from the Akedah that there's an Eilam Haba. How do you learn from the Akedah there's an Eilam Haba? I learned the Parshish Akedah many times. I didn't see any, re- any reference to Eilam Haba. So the Ran says, think about it. Abraham Avinu went and he shafted his beloved son Yitzchak on the Akedah. Could you imagine the bitter life that he was going to lead after that? How could he ever be happy again without Yitzchak? How could he be happy knowing that he killed Biadayim, his own son? There's nothing in the world that you could ever give to Abraham Avinu as a reward for that in this world that would make up for the Mariras Hanefesh of losing your son on the Akedah. There is nothing, there's no reward in this world. You can give Abraham Avinu all of the mansions, all of the Lexuses, all of the billions of dollars. He doesn't want it. I lost Yitzchak. What do you, this is, this is my reward? So the Ran says it's Mukhrach from the Pashas Akeid of Abraham Avinu went and decided to chef Yitzchak because the Rabbi wanted it. It must be that the schar for this Maisa is in a different world. It's not in this world. Abraham Avinu would never have done it for this world. It's Dafka because there's a, a concept of Eilam Haba. There's a reality of Eilam Haba. That's the only incentive that Abraham Avinu could have ever made such a fateful decision. <coughs> And the insight is that when a person decides to give up a life al Kiddush Hashem, it's understanding that, they ha- that I have nothing. This world, there's no more world. This Eilam Hazah that I thought was so chashev, I'm making a decision now that it's not chashev. Eilam Haba is chashev, and that's why I'm going to be willing to be Meisir Nefesh al Kiddush Hashem. Only because I have decided that Eilam Haba is the main, the main area in my life that I have to focus on now. And Eilam Haba, Eilam Hazah, I am Afer. I am completely Afer. I had a past, but I have no future here. My future is in Eilam Haba. There's a nice with the one of the Lubavitcher Rebbes. His name was Rabbi Yisav Yitzchak Schneerson. He was the Lubavitcher Rebbe, the last Lubavitcher Rebbe's father-in-law. So he was in communist Russia. He was very, very Meisr Nefesh always to spread Tyra and give Shiurim and the communists wanted to completely kill him because you know that was against everything that they believed in. So one time a communist soldier found him giving a shear and he calls him into he calls him into his office and he said, Admit that you were giving a shear and admit all of your religious activities and you know that it's forbidden so he said you know I, I don't know if I admit it if I don't admit it so the communist officer took out a gun and he said to the Rebbe the Riyaz that's what they called him Yosef Yitzchak he said this little toy he said about the gun in his hand has made many a man change his mind you have to admit. You have to admit to the authorities that you were you went against us. <coughs> this little toy has made many a man change his mind. So the Rebbe said back, that little toy can intimidate only the kind of man who has many gods and only one world. In this world. If you have many gods, 
You have many passions, you have many interests, but you only have one world, then of course a gun is going to be intimidating. Of course I'm scared of a gun. I don't want to die. When I die, I give up everything when I die. There's no more world. The only world that I know is going to be gone. But I, who have one God and two worlds, I'm not impressed by your little toy. The only way that a person can look a gun in, a, in the face and say, shoot me because I'm not going to go against the Torah, the only way that a person can get to such a madrega is by realizing that there's two worlds, that there's one God and there's two worlds. A person that believes that there's one world, if a person is too shakua in this world, and this is my whole existence, I never want to part from this world. This world is everything to me. A person like that will never be able to be Meisir Nefesh Al-Kiddush Hashem because I'm, you make all these cheshbainas. I think the Chassid Yaivet said that during the Spanish Inquisition when people were being killed Al-Kiddush Hashem, so you know who was the only ones that were willing to be Meisir Nefesh Al-Kiddush Hashem who died at the stake so that they shouldn't have to convert? The only ones that did that, says the Chassid Yaivet, were only <coughs> those hidden who were the Pshute, Pshuteam, the Yidin that live with Amun Pshuta. They didn't know from many Chachmas. All they knew was there's a Rabbi Shalom in the world, there's an Elam Haba. They were willing to die to the Hashem. All of the great philosophers, this was during the golden age of philosophy, all the big Chaykrim, all the people that were thinking day and night about all the deep philosophical issues, they were not willing to be Meister Nefeshul Kiddush Hashem. Because they were too, they were too smart for that. Only if a yid has a munapshuta, I'm afer. I might have had a past Baruch Hashem, but the Rebbe Hashem has decided that now my life is over. Fine, I have no future. I have no future. I believe in the Rebbe Hashem. This is what the Rebbe Hashem wants. There's an Eilam Haba in the world. There's two worlds. I'm finished with this world, and now I'm going into Eilam Haba. Only such a yid can really be Meister Nefesh like Abraham and like Yitzhak because they understood the concept of being Eifer. Habein Yaker Li Ephraim. The Eifer is the concept that I might have had a past but I have no future. My world is over. I'm giving up my life. Al Kiddush Hashem. This is what the Rebbein Shalom expects from me. There's a similar Misa with the Gertzedek of Vilna. During the time of the Grah, there was a famous person who went and was Megayev. And was at great risk because this Gerd Sadek was a person who came from aristocracy. He was a, a Polish nobleman. His father was a very, very big nobleman. And they had very big hopes for this Gerd Sadek. He was a brilliant young man. And somehow, some way, he turned his back on all the Christian religion and on all of his lineage, and all his yichas, and he said, I don't know why, but I want to be a yid. And he became very close to the gain. His parents wanted to kill him. And back in those days, if a person became a Jew, it was like the biggest abla in the world. And so the parents sent out the police to find him, to hunt him down. He took refuge in a neighboring city next to Vilna, and he was learning Taira Yaman Malayla. There's a long story exactly how he was caught. There was a small boy in that shul that kept annoying him and he started up and eventually the boy went and mastered 
to the authorities that there was the Ger Tzedek was in his shul. Anyway, they brought him back to Vilna and they were about to kill him. The story goes that the Vilna Gain sent a message to the Ger Tzedek and said that if you want, I have a way of getting you out. You don't have to bow Kiddush Hashem. It's not clear exactly if he was going to be able to bribe the authorities or maybe Alpi Derech Kabbalah, he would somehow be able to free the Ger Tzedek. But the Ger Tzedek sent back a message to the Gras saying, no, this is what I want to do. The Rebbein Shalom Paskin, that this should be my fate, and I'm happy to go and die out Kiddush Hashem. Now, while he was being burnt on the stake, as they were about to light the fire, they saw, the, the henchmen, the executioner, saw that this wasn't an ordinary person. He would look like angelic. He looked very spiritual, very holy. And they were scared. They were afraid that if they kill the Ger Tzedek, that he would someday take revenge against them in Elam Haba. And they said, will you be Michalas? Forgive us for killing you. We know that we're doing something terrible to you. You know, this is our job. We can't help it. Please forgive us. So the Gertzedek says like this to them. He says, Once upon a time there was a prince, a young prince, who was playing in a sandbox, and he was playing with a sandcastle. He built a beautiful structure, and he had little toy soldiers. And then there were some juvenile delinquents that came, and they marched right into a sandbox. I guess they didn't realize that this was the future king. And they stomped on his castle, and they kicked the soldiers very far away. They ruined this whole little world that he was building. And understandably, this prince was livid. And he goes running to his father and says, Tati, I want you to go and kill these little brats. So the father says, you know, it's not punishable by death. They're just little children. He says, you're not going to do it for me? He says, no, I can't. So he got very upset. He went to his room and he said to himself, you know what? When my father dies and I become the king, I'm going to make sure to get back at those little kids. And he wrote down their names and exactly where they lived. And he held it in a certain place. And he says, when I become king that it's going to be off with their heads for what they just did to me. And of course, the king lived another 30, 40 years. Finally, the young prince becomes king at the age of 50 years old. And now these kids remembered that their old friend was the one that they, you know, kicked that sandcastle down. And they were afraid... And they went to him carefully and they said, you know, your honor, your highness, we're afraid that you're going to take revenge now against us. Please forgive us. And he started laughing. He says, you think that I really even remember what happened 30, 40 years ago? He says, we were little kids. It seemed important at the time because that was my world. When I was a little kid, it was so important, my sandbox. And you came and you destroyed it. It wasn't nice, but it's not punishable by death. Today I'm the king. Today I'm living in a palace. Today I have everything that I could ever need. You think I'm really going to concern myself about this little petty incident that happened so long ago? And so the Gertzedek tells the executioner, he says, in this world, 
where everybody thinks, ooh, this world is such a real world, it's such a major world, so you're doing something to me that's really terrible. You're killing me. But in Eilam Haba, you have to understand that in the real world, in Eilam Haba, it's a different existence there. And it's going to be such a great experience up there that all of these things that happen in this world and in this world seem important. When I get up to Eilam Haba, I'm going to forget about everything. Of course I'm going to forgive you. Because it's so petty compared to what I'm going to be having then. What's going on in this world, you're actually even doing me a favor by killing me because the Eilam Haba of somebody that dies like Kiddush Hashem is Merav Ayim. That's the sight of Kiddush Hashem. The sight of Kiddush Hashem is the understanding that this world is not real. This world is not the main world. This is just the Diras Arai. The Diras Kiva is going to be in Eilam Haba. And now that we have this as a little bit of a background in what the whole site of Akedas Yitzchak and Efer and Abayn Yaakov Ephraim. Now let's go back to the Chinuch and see if we can get a new Havana in a Kavana by Tchiyah Shefer. A Kavana that we can really wrap our brains around. Not some gory Kavana about dying on, on the Akedah and being Yitzchak. That's, I think, something that's very hard for us to understand. But perhaps the Chinuch could be understood in a different way. <coughs> the Rambam writes his famous halacha in Elchus Tshuva Parakimel. Apalpi shetki ashefer brasha shana gzeres hakasuf. It's gzeres hakasuf. Why do we blow shefer brasha shana? Merely because the Torah says blow a shefer on brasha shana. That's the only reason why. Whatever the Torah would have said to do, he would have, if the Torah would have said on Rashana Sheikh Alula Vanessa, he would have done that also. The Torah says, blow a Lula, blow a Shaifer, we blow a Shaifer. <coughs> but, says the Rambam, Remez Yeshtar, I'm going to give you a little bit of a, of a little deeper understanding, something that you can keep in mind when you're hearing the Shaifer blowing. Kleimar, the Rambam tells us that the shaifer is an alarm. Wake up, you people who are sleeping from your slumber. And those who are in a deeper trance, wake up from that coma. And examine your deeds. And come back to me in tshuva. Remember your Creator. Who is this addressed to? These are the people, not the tzaddikim, not the kedayim. These are the regular rank and file people who forget the MS Bahavle Hazman. We forget about what's true because of the vanities of time. The Shagrim called Shnasam Behevavarik. We waste all of our days with stupidity. Asher Layayav Layatzil. It doesn't help and it's not going to save us. Ha Bitulon Afshay Sechem, Beitivu Darchechem, Umalechem, Viazan Kalechem, Mikem Darka, Rom, Ashafta, Asher Laytaibo. Zakti Rambam. You know what the Kavan of Shaifer is. 
the kavanah of shayfer is to forget about what you consider to be important, to forget about the havoy azman. How many of us throughout the course of the year, Rosh Hashanah last year was great, Yom Kippur was gewaldic, and then what happens? We get back into our old ways, and we start thinking that Eilam Hazah is the main world. We start getting obsessed once again with our music, with our entertainment, with our sports, with our current events, with our politics, with the petty stuff that goes on in our life. The Ramam is saying to us that the Shaifer has to wake us up once again and remind ourselves that this is not the real world. That's what the Ramam is saying. We get brainwashed. We think that this is the real world. We waste our days and our nights with stupidity, with the trivial things, the trivial pursuits that aren't going to help us. Rabbi Sai, this is the Akedah. If a person, when he hears the Shaifer, makes a decision with his life at that moment, wake up, forget about this world, this world is not the main world. Ayam Haba is the main world. Don't forget about that. Anushama always forgets because the guf always makes it forget. But the Nishama is crying, don't forget the Ayam Haba. On Kiyashayfer, by the moment of Kiyashayfer, we're supposed to be aroused and awakened. This world is not the main world. This world is a fake world. This world is a world that won't help us. We're spending all of our time making bad decisions. Why do we make a bad decision? But we have a choice. Staying in the dorm and doing something that we're not supposed to by night seder. Versus coming to the base Medrash and learn without Chabrusa. What exactly is going through our minds? What makes us decide A over B? You know what makes us decide A over B? We decide A over B because we believe that this world is the real world. I don't know, I never saw it. This world is the real world. When a person comes on Rosh Hashanah, Tshuva is the chat to realize this world is not the real world. And therefore, once we realize that, then all of the decisions that we make will be different. If only we could break through our heads, our heads that are so thick with Ayam Hazatik of things, always thinking about this world, this world, this world, instant gratification, this is what I want and I want it now. If a person could get that out of our minds, and we can begin to realize that this is not the real world, but Ilam Haba is the real world, and that's what we're put here for. <coughs> Every decision will be different. The only difference between a tzaddik and us is that a tzaddik always remembers that there's a Rabbi Islam in the world and he makes his decisions accordingly. We're not bad people, we just make bad mistakes. And the bad mistakes come from the fact that we believe that this world is the main world. And so when a person is able to understand that it's not, that's the shaifer. 
And I believe that that is what the Shaifa represents, and that's what the Chinuch means. This is the reminder of Akedah Yitzchak, because you know what Akedah Yitzchak is? Akedah Yitzchak is the realization that I am Aether, that this world is not the real world. I'm willing to give up my life on Kiddush Hashem, realizing that there's an Olam Abu. <coughs> and so when a person hears a Shaifer, with the Rambam's Kavanot, and I decide that I'm going to give it all up, because this is the real world. Olam Abu is the real world. This is not the real world. So then that is the reminder to the Rabbi Nishlam of Akedah Yitzchak. That is Akedah Yitzchak. The only difference is that Akedah Yitzchak, Yitzchak was expected to die Akedah Hashem, and we are expected to live Akedah Hashem. You know, the Rabbi Yosef Karay, the Mechaber, he had a very, very long Chavrusa shaft with an unusual being. He had a Chavrusa for many, many years with a Malach. The Malach, his name was the Magid. And there's a Sefer that's written. We have, I believe, in the Beis Medrash, the Sefer. And it has all of the conversations, all many, many conversations that the Malach had with the Yosef Karim. One of the conversations was that Rabbi Yosef Kar was promised by the Malach that he would die al Kiddush Hashem. Someday you're going to die, you're going to die on the stake. You're going to die being the Kaddish Shem Shemayim. And Rabbi Yosef Kar was excited about that because that's a, that's a big deal for Tzadikim, Rabbi Akiva, who every, all the great men in Klai Yisrael, they died, many of them died al Kiddush Hashem. So he was almost in a way looking forward to that fate. But Nebuch, he got older and older and older and he got sick and he was on his bed and he was about to die. And he calls back the Malach and the Malach comes to visit him, the Magid. And he says, you promised that I was going to die Kiddush Hashem. What happened to your promise? And the Malach said, says, I promise you that you would die Kiddush Hashem, but you got to do something even better. You got to live Kiddush Hashem. When a person has to dial Kiddush Hashem, it's a one-time decision, and that's it. When a person lives al Kiddush Hashem, it's a decision every single minute. Every single minute of the day, we're making decisions about that we are Aether. Are we Aether or are we not Aether? Do we have a future in this world or do we not? Are we invested in this world or not? If a person is too Shakua, he's too entrenched in this world, all the decisions will be different. Everything that we do will be tainted Elam Hazardic. All our decisions will be poor decisions because we're so convinced that this is the main world. So yeah, I want to do this and I want to do that. I want to listen to this. I want to watch that. Because this is the world. It's so gishmak here. When a person matures and a person steigs and a person enters this zone of Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, what we have to do is we have to learn how to be Meister Nefesh Al-Kiddush Hashem, not to die Khalil Al-Kiddush Hashem, but to live Al-Kiddush Hashem, to decide once and forever that this is not the real world. My main purpose in life is for Elam Haba. It's not for this world. Then I will run to the base Medrash instead of watching something I shouldn't. Then I will go and learn Torah as much as I can instead of spending my time 
doing, reading, looking at things that I shouldn't be. Then I will be more respectful to my Rabbeim and to my parents and to my friends because I realize that I have to because I'm living for Elam Haba. I'm not living for Elam Hazah. It's a maturity. It's something that a person has to realize. But that's the shaifer. The shaifer awakens us up to this reality that this is not the real world. Don't be shaycheach behavoy azman. Don't get too entrenched in this world. It's a fake world. It's a bad decision. Rather, go after Elam Haba to things. That's the Akedah. That's the Tzchus HaKedah. Nitzayir bin Avshenu, imagine that you are not al Imagine that you have to make this decision, which world is real? Is it this world or is it the next world? When a person hears the Shaifer, you don't have to necessarily think that you are on the Akedah. But you have to think of yourself as refocusing your priorities in life and making sure that our priorities are not this world, but they are the next world. This is the Tzchos This is what Rosh Hashanah is all about. Rosh Hashanah is a time that we get to spend with the Rabbi Nishalim. We get to be Mamluch the Rabbi Nishalim. So Tzchos, to declare that the Rabbi Nishalim is the Melech but if he's the Melech, then where do I fit into his Malucha? How do I fit in? How am I as a subject? Was I a loyal subject or was I disobedient? Was I doing the right thing or was I not? If we were living for this world, then we were not doing the right thing for the Rabbi Shalom. And on Rosh Hashanah, as he is being done as Melech, he's going to decide once and for all whether or not we have a schus in this life or not. How are we doing in terms of his subjects, in terms of being his servants? If we're too into Elam that means that we're being married by Malchus. Because that's not what he wants. He didn't put us here for that. He put us here in order to serve him in a ruchnistic sense that we can come to him and be a, an Eved and be able to attain more Elam more Elam That's Rosh Hashanah. When we hear the shaifer, we have to awaken to the reality that this is not the real world. This world is only for somebody that has many gods, many gods in one world. We who have two worlds and one God, we have a different way of looking at the world. We can't follow the world. We can't look through the same, the same glasses as the rest of the world when we look at the world. Goyim can do certain things. Goyim can be into certain things. Goyim could be fans, and they could be sports fans, they could be music fans, they could be, they could do different things in us. That's not our purpose in life. They have Ailam Haza, that's their world. This is not our world. Our world is Ailam Haba. We use this world just to get more Ailam Haba. And it's an Akeda, it's a sacrifice every single time because we want this world. It seems like it's glittering, it seems so Gishmak. But Rosh Hashanah is a time that we are sober. And that we see things a little clearer and we realize that this is not the main world. Our world is Elam Haba. Habein Yakili Ephraim. We are people that realize we don't have a future in this world. Let's not get too into this world because it's not our world. This is the Schus that's aimed for us, the Ma'cheles. 
that time memorial has stood us so well that Abraham decided that I'm Afer. Yitzchak decided that he's Afer. And we as Yidden, we as, as their descendants, every single day also, likewise, follow suit and say we're Afer. We're going to make our decisions accordingly. We're going to decide things not with a perspective that this world is Gishmak, this is the main world, this is a good world, we can enjoy this world. But we have to use this world to better the Kvayt Shemayim in the world, to better our Elam Haba, to make sure that we're giving Nachas Ruach to the Rebbein Shalom, to the Melech. And Amir Hashem, if we're able, as we listen to the Shaifer during Elul and Rosh Hashanah especially, if we're able to be Nitzayah bin Afshenu, the Akedah, that we too want to be like Yitzchak and completely make ourselves into a clay kibol for the Ashras Ashkina to the Kadeshem Shemayim on a daily basis, not to die al Kiddush Hashem, but to live al Kiddush Hashem. That's a Rosh Hashanah that's worth experiencing. That's the Tzchus HaKedah that's aimed for us by the Tzkiah Shaifer. And Mirz Hashem, we should all be Zeichah to a wonderful new year, a year of Ruchnius, a year of Hatzlach and Gashmius, a year of Yerushalayim, a year of health and happiness. May the Rabbi Shalom answer all the tefillos that we have, and we need to daven so good this Rosh Hashanah, because there's so much that we need from the Rabbi Shalom. Privately, nationally, internationally, there's so much that we need we need the Rebbein Shalom to answer our tefillahs. Mitzvah Hashem, the Rebbein Shalom should be the Mali Meshalas Libeinu L'Tayva. We should be Zeichet to our good Gebein Shtiar. Ksiva Chasim L'Tayva. Lanu Lucha Yisrael. Amin Mamin. Have a good Shabbat.